Oh, just six more episodes away from episode number 100 as we welcome you inside Borderline alongside Bernie Neighbors. I'm Jeff McCarriger, and thanks for tuning in again this week. We've got so much to cover, and we've got we've got a little bit to talk about today. We'll have a lot to talk about yeah. next week, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So coming up on uh, this episode, we'll have our first power rankings of the season. Kind of tough to do because we really haven't seen anyone play although it really hasn't been that long um all yeah. of a sudden here we are on the first open and i remember last year it seemed like it took forever for the season to get going but this time i'm like all of a sudden i'm like wow um we were just in california so <laughs> yeah. so uh we'll get to see everybody up coming up again this weekend so but yeah so next weekend we'll have have a lot to talk about how you doing it's funny i'm good man it's funny i don't know how you are but like th- there was a time there in august that I was okay with not seeing everybody for a while. You know what I mean? Like I felt like we had all been kind of around each other for, you know, so many weeks in a row or, you know what I mean? And then I, yeah. I, I was like, you know what? It's going to be good not to see everybody for a little bit, but now I'm, I'm having withdrawal. It's, you know, a lot of those folks I haven't seen or heard, heard from since. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. It'll be fun to get back in the, in the groove in the cornhole world. Yeah. I could use a few more weeks. But <laughs> I mean, we we talk about it. You and I talk about it, and we have our shows. But it's not the I'm same. Totally yeah, kidding. yeah, it's not the same as being in the room, right? And then how about you know, you and I were on a call, and the way they're doing kind of uh, a rookie combine before a better way to you know, no better way to say it. That's uh, that's going to be kind of funny. I'm I'm interested to see how that all plays out. I am too. I'm really I'm really looking forward to this weekend. But I mean, going back to your comment though. I always feel that way about every season that I broadcast. It's like I get so excited to to actually call some football games, right? But yeah. as soon as I get to the end of the season, I'm like, okay, yeah. I've had enough. Ready for break. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I'm excited for basketball, right? And basketball's right. here, and it's quick, and it's fast, and there's lots of games. And, and it's just basketball is just fun to call. Yeah. But come February, early March, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it to be done. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then that rolls right into cornhole and and we had so many events last year i think i think i haven't counted it up totally yet but i think we had 34 separate broadcasts um cuz you got to remember at the nationals this week or, or this past year we had three right we had two teams and then the and then the national yeah. finals so we had three per weekend so i mean that was just 12 right there you know, yeah. not to mention five TV appearances, you know, five different separate broadcasts during the world championships, plus all the shootouts and all the Super Bowls. I mean, we had a lot. So, yeah, yeah. by the end of the by, the by the time we got back from California, I'm like, I mean, as much as I love it and everyone knows how much I love it. Um, I was like, yeah, maybe just a little bit of a break. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm glad for some reason this just popped in my head. Right. I get a call and I was it's so funny. The commish called me on Friday last week. And he's like, dude, I'm going to have to come on your show. You guys keep banging on me. <laughs> talking. About- <laughs> so apparently, yes. so apparently they're watching in the HQ now. So uh, he's, he's, he feels the need to uh, come on the show and defend himself and some of the decisions. So yeah, it's funny because he called me. Um, I, 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 I can't remember. I think I was with, uh, we were either flying or maybe I was with a client. Um, oh no, we were flying, I think. And uh, we're, cause we went to Minnesota for a few days and I got his message. And, uh, and, and yeah, he said something about, I mean, he was joking, but he's like, Hey, thanks for throwing me underneath the bus. 
And I'm, I'm assuming it had something to do with the jerseys because behind the yeah. scenes, they, they, I mean, we were talking last week about, you know, home versus road jerseys or, you know, some sort of color distinction. So we know who's who when someone turns on the TV. And yep. so I'm assuming it had something to do with that, but he was kind of joking. I could hear him and somebody else laughing, but I'm, but I, but as I was listening to his message, I'm like, all right, a, why are you listening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, because every Leave time, alone, we, man. <laughs> every, every time we've talked to him in the past, um, I mean, he pays us. He's welcome to listen, obviously, anytime he yeah. wants. But anytime that we've asked him, "Hey, did you hear this? You know, this is a funny uh, part." No. He's like, "Nope." <laughs> no, and I get, it. I get it. He's a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a busy guy. But no, that was funny. Yeah, I got a voicemail from him too. But but uh, but then but then again, I texted him. I said I said, "Hey, you know, call me back." And he was headed into a meeting, and he's like, "By the way, he's he's that- he actually did say he he's like he's like, dude, love your guys' show, so." Isn't, isn't that the way it should be though? I think they they were listening because they were on the road, right? They had that they had oh, like a okay. three four hour drive. What better way to fill in a drive than borderline? Then listen to borderline. Yeah, that's right, folks. Simple. By the way, those of you who want to watch on YouTube, you and I did. You, well, I, I did some research last week <laughs> on this because um, you know I just wanted to see you know how, if you were to watch the show on YouTube because some people like to watch. I mean, I know we get a lot sure. of people download the show which is great um and i'm that way too i love listening to podcasts like you and i talk about colin cowherd um mm-hmm. steve, Zabin, uh, steve zabin's another guy that 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 um i listen to a lot i download the podcast but if you ever do want to watch the show when you youtube borderline b-o-a-r-d-e-r line um it doesn't come up i don't know why but for some reason when you when you google or not google when you youtube borderline it doesn't come up so if you do want to watch on youtube if you if you if you google or if you youtube borderline acl then all there the shows so that's kind of the that's kind of the trigger that gets it so it's borderline b-o-a-r-d borderline acl on youtube and you can watch watch every show and i think pretty much all of them are up there i don't know who's posting yeah. it, but but uh, someone from the acl is posting them up there so if you want to watch the show for some reason yeah if you don't put the acl in there pretty much they're going to think you misspelled and they're going to throw you madonna videos so. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes up. Yeah, is is the Madonna borderline video, uh, and then Doctor Phil. Apparently, Doctor Phil maybe had a a podcast mm. at one point called something borderline. But How's spelled, that work out? For but it's spelled uh, it's spelled B O R D E R. Um, so you see a bunch of that. But anyway, borderline B O A R D borderline A C L on YouTube, and you'll be able to see it. All right. Um, all right. So so much to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, before we get, before we get to too much cornhole real quick, um, did you, did you, you know, we make a lot of analogies back and forth between other sports and you text me something about Ryder cup and I hate to admit this was Ryder cup this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Probably for the first time in my life, I didn't watch a second of it. I was up in Minnesota. I had a great time. I just wanted to go see my parents for a few days. Had, had been a while. So I, I literally did not watch a second of it. So what, what, what got you all fired up did we did we lose did we win of course we haven't won there in 30 years on european soil it'll now be four more years where we play in europe again so it'll be 34 years 34 years it was 1993 the last time we won on european soil i just i'm a huge golf fan to me in a way it's better than the majors right because they're not playing for money they're just playing for country and it's just yeah, which i love yeah you know and it's a team format it's not individual it's just a it's a really interesting way to go about that game and it's so cool 
Europeans just care more when it's over there. They just do. They, it just means more, and you can tell. I mean, they're I love going... the crowds. I mean, when I've watched it in oh. the past, I've loved it. I, I, I was just so busy and and just totally, totally slipped my mind that it was on this. Oh, you, you, I mean, there was drama. Rory almost got in a fight with one of our caddies on the 18th hole. The last. Oh yeah, it's the Ryder <laughs> Cup. With one of our own caddies. Yeah, with one, it, it's it's different. It's just a yeah. completely different thing. If you're not a golf fan, I get it. You should try and watch it because it's one of the events where the crowd, like it, when, when it's here in the states. It's all USA, but you all the crowds also cheer against. You don't really get that in a PGA Tour event, right? Like if a guy misses a four feet, a four foot putt, people don't go crazy like start cheering. Well, they do with the Ryder yeah. Cup. If you're pulling against that person and they miss, like you're cheering for them when they hit it out of bounds and they, they taunt <laughs> you. And I mean, it's it's yeah. different. It's a completely different vibe. But we may never win over there again, seriously. And I don't know, like we just don't care enough. Because, to give you an example, going into that, none of our players had played for five weeks in any tournament setting, while all the Euros had played two weeks before. Mm -hmm. You know, these are finely tuned. And I mean, to, to put it into cornhole, if you don't play cornhole for a month, month and a half, and then you try to go in and play one of the biggest events you'll ever play, are you going to really be ready for that? You're not. Yeah. You're not going to be, you're not going to be honed in physically. And for our players not to have done that just just speaks to we don't care enough. We act like we care enough. Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world, crying, crying after he got done playing on Saturday. Crying because he played so bad. And it was mm. one of the worst defeats in the history of the Ryder. Crying. World number well, like one. Like you said, if you, I mean, there's no there's no reason to cry about it. I mean, if you, if, you, if you don't play, I don't care how good you are. Like you said, I mean, when you're playing against the top of your sport – yeah. And again, whether it's cornhole or whether it's golf or whether it's the NFL, if you if you just don't play and then all of a sudden you expect to just to just flip a switch against the top players, you're right. I agree with you. You just you know, can't football. do that. And so that just kind of, you know, I, when we get to the states and we have our crowd and everyone's going berserk, I mean, it's kind of easy to ride that for a little bit. Yeah. But to win on foreign soil, which the Euros have done quite a bit over the last 20 years, you, you have to be in it together. And I think Americans yeah. in general have a very hard time, at least in golf, well, in a lot of other sports too, but they're okay taking care of themselves, right? They can handle themselves when it's their responsibility in golf. They can handle that. But when they're playing for something else and some other person, they struggle. And, you know, the Ryder Cup is a team's event and there's times you're playing as twosomes. And, you know, it's, it's different. If, you, if you're not a golf fan, you have to check it out. It should be the one thing you do every two years. It's a lot like of Like soccer. Like soccer, those yeah, who aren't soccer fans watch the World Cup every four years. Right, right, and it's it's awesome to watch. But it's me. I am a golf fan, and I'm very invested in the Ryder Cup. I stayed up. It was in Italy, so the matches came on at one thirty in the morning. Oh my gosh! So I stayed up. I kind of adjusted my sleep Florida, patterns. Man. So I was <laughs> I was up all night Friday, Saturday, and then you know they, they teed well, off. That five explains three. why I missed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they you know NBC was reshowing it in the mornings, but it was. I don't know. It's 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 a it's fun to watch until you realize we're just getting beaten down, and the Europeans are making fun of us. And you know, it's it, it's yeah, singing songs, taunting us. It's so frustrating. Well, that, let, let's just cross. And I didn't mean to go down this rabbit hole, but let's do it since you brought since you brought it up. So the crowds. You mentioned the crowds now a few times there, and this is something that was a hot button for cornhole last year. I mean, do we need to do something with our crowds to get our crowds more animated? Um, 
and more into it because like it, it gets me thinking last night the Minnesota Twins won game one of their series so by the time you all see this we're recording on Wednesday this will play on Thursday so by the time you see this uh, they will have already played game two maybe even game three I don't know if it's a day game or not but anyway but the Twins won game one of their best of three series yep. and afterwards Rocco Baldelli the manager for the Twins um, was interviewed and he said listen he said he said first off I got to thank the fans. He's like, this place, I thought this place was going to shake and fall to the ground. The fans were so into it. He said, I just want to let you know, he's, I've been playing this game and I've been managing this game. I've been in this game my whole life. And I'm going to be honest and tell you, we wouldn't have won that game without our fans. Fans are a big deal. They obviously yeah. they obviously made a difference, in your opinion, with, with the Ryder Cup or can make they a difference. Yeah. So it, it just gets me thinking, like, at some point, do we need to do something to get our fans which, it's right not, now, which is yeah. primarily players, I get it. But yeah, do we that's need to the do problem. something to get more, you know, you know, more more excitement, more we've got to find a way to get other people in. Our players are, you know, when you've got other players and friends and family, they view the game differently. So yeah. they're not going to jump up and down. They don't have any type of allegiance to other players. We've got to find a way, and I think that's what the whole team's concept is really based on, is yeah. to get average sports fans involved. You were in Nashville a couple years ago. Those were average people. Now they got them in because of free beer. Do we have to do that? Is that what it's going to take to offer something like that to get the average fan off the street? Yeah. We've got to find a way to get that in because the way it stands now with other players and friends and family, they're just not really invested until a match gets to, <laughs> you know, let's say it's 1918, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. at a, yeah, they'll get invested then, but right. they're going to, it's going to be sleepy. And, you know, through the first part of the match. And if it's a blowout, you know, you're not really going to get much. So I don't know what we do other than, you know, what we did in Nashville. And there were, you know, yeah. we were offering free stuff to get people off the streets. So I don't know well, how we do that. It's like I've always said, we just got to take it to the people. I don't know how we do that. And it's very easy for me to sit here and say it. And I'm sure Fred and I'm sure Stacy and Trey and everyone have, have heard me say it many times. But we just need to take it to the people. I know it's I know it's harder than 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 I make it sound, but. But uh, it's great when we do it. I mean, you mentioned Nashville. Milwaukee was a great example. Yeah. Um, we just have to somehow find a way to do that because it it honestly surprises me that we can't get more people there because, again, as I've always said, I never see anyone walking away from cornhole saying no. that sucked and I never want to do it again. You know, or I never want to see it. Everyone always loves it. They love our players. They love that they're just normal people who are just really good at playing cornhole. I mean, they I think they're fascinated by that. So it's in, in my opinion, it's going to come. We just need to, you know, just continue to do a good job of positioning ourselves to where it's easy for people to come to see us. And and yeah, I'm with you. If you have to incentivize them, maybe you have to do that. I mean, shoot, the minor leagues do that all the time, right? Yep. How many minor I, league games 100%. have you and I been to over the years? Yeah. Dozens. Well, I've been yeah. to hundreds because I broadcast them, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, so. there's yeah, every every especially minor league like a ball, all minor leagues. There's, you know, Thirsty Thursday. I mean, it's almost like how restaurants work. I mean, you're doing whatever you can do to get people in the stands beyond the game, right? And we have to find a way to do that. But a problem is that usually costs a lot of money. And so we've got to find a way. Some There's got to be some balance. You're right. I mean, taking it to the people, I think, works. We've got to make it to where people that aren't necessarily cornhole fans enter the building because you're right. They do have fun and they tend yeah. to be more emotionally invested for whatever reason, because it's the yeah. first time seeing it, you know, it's, you know, I, I think sometimes the cornhole players and, and such, 
you know, there are certain players that people attach themselves to, but for the most part, there is, isn't there? It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's so funny for me to walk from the sidelines broadcasting and see that dynamic. You're right. Like instantly like Donald cup randomly becoming a a favorite in Nashville. Right. I mean, it just, it just, uh, it is fun to watch that dynamic of people, uh, all of a sudden finding a rooting interest. It's, it's, it's yeah, I mean, and we got to find real. a way for people to get excited early. Like, if you go to a football game or a basketball game, people are pumped early. First first drive means a lot in football. I mean, the fans are going nuts. Our fans tend to, like we said, get riled up when it's 1918. It's late in a match, and people are loving it because that you got to be riled up early, too, right? I mean, like, like, and but it's, it's the it's anticipation, tough. yeah, all of it. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is we can do. We're, we're, we're in a weird position, I think, as a sport that way, that we tend to do okay on television, oddly enough, but we don't do great in the stands yet. And, you know, I, I'm sure this conference, I'm sure this subject has been just drilled into the ground at the HQ. Hammered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we yeah. do it? Whose fault is it? You know, it's so it's, trust me, I've caught my fair share of blame on it so it's uh it's tough i it's a subject i hate talking about to be honest because i've taken blame for it i've had the finger pointed at me and i don't know it's like what do you want me to do well i i think (laughs) i think um i i think to take to take i mean again it's just my opinion to take any of that negativity or pressure off of you by the way am i glitching again my computer is like i don't think so acting up okay um show me i got a bad signal again this this is the only negative thing about this show. It causes me such <laughs> freaking anxiety every week with this yeah. damn signal. But no, um, but but to cut, <laughs> to kind of take some of that pressure off of you, um, not that it matters what I say, but you know what, Bernie? I mean, it it goes back to what we said. It, our fans are the players, and how much yeah. of that is your responsibility to get our players excited about a game? They already know you know who's playing. They've been playing yeah. all day. They've been playing all weekend. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily fair to you. I think the DJ has helped, you know, but again, yeah, it, it's, it's like preaching to the choir. You know what I mean? Those people are coming regardless. Right. So, you know, if, if you right. were there and, and like in Milwaukee, you're killing it, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's yeah. all, it's all, it's all, you know, people walking around and drinking beer and coming to watch some cornhole and all of yeah. a sudden you're the man. So, you know, right. I, I'm not sure that's a fair comparison. You know, if you can't get our players riled up, um, I'm not sure that's, that's fair, but. That's just me. Again, it doesn't matter. Uh, all right. We, we've got so much to get to. And if we don't, I mean, we're the boom, just like that. We're 20 minutes in, we run out of time every single week. <laughs> we, we still got to talk about teams. We still got to do yeah. our, our power rankings and, um, on off and in. All right. So teams, and, and I'm with you. I mean, this, this, this kind of segues perfect in the teams. Great segue about people, you know, kind of these regional rivalries, a rooting interest that's going to develop. You and I have been just, just you know, very bullish on teams from, from the get-go, really. Yeah. And so I cannot wait for the draft this weekend. And after our meeting this week, I mean, I, I, the, only, the only thing that I wish is that at some point, I wish that, that our TV partner, ESPN, would maybe put this on ESPN3. Because, because the, and I know it's funny for those of you who are outside the sport, but the ACL... Pro teams draft this weekend up in Rock Hill is now going to have all the elements of the NFL draft. I get it. It's not the NFL, 
but we already have trades. I mean, there's already oh, yeah. all kinds of anticipation over who's going to be the top pick. I love the format. I, I love, you know, I love the way that they've, they've chosen the order. Um, I love that it's become somewhat of a keeper league. Um, you know, every team gets to keep uh, their captain plus five. I mean, it just everything about it, Bernie, I really almost think this is becoming almost like a, a made for TV. I mean, the 16 teams all in great cities with, with, with great emotion and really great players and fans. I mean, this is, really, I think we're really close that it needs to be not, not, not on ESPN or CBS. I get it, but at least on one of their streaming platforms. I think, I think I agree with you. I mean, what's it going to hurt them to have on ESPN plus ESPN three, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, granted they're going to have to come down and, but I mean, look at what we're doing on our own production wise. It's going to be huge. Right. And we're it's doing that ourselves. Like the NFL draft. Yeah. Yeah. And we're doing that ourselves. We're not, we don't have our big production partners involved. Right. This is what we're able to do ourselves. And some of our directors and some of our other personalities are helping produce along the way. So it's going to be, yeah. it's pretty special what we're doing. And I just don't think it would be that big of a deal. I'm with you for them to, and, and they would, it would, they would draw. They, they would I, get, you know, they would get enough for it to be yeah. relevant. You know, put it on, put it on a Friday night, you know, when, when there's only maybe a college football game that, that, you know, a few regional people will want to watch go up against a Friday night football game. You know, I don't care. I mean, you know, it, it, I think, I think it'd be fine. I don't, I don't want to go against the NFL or against, you know, no. uh, on a Saturday, but you put it on a Friday night. It'd be great. I, I mean, on a Tuesday I, or Wednesday during the football season, there's nothing on TV. I mean, we are, I don't know about you as a football fan. I am, I go into depression on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. I'm like, oh shit. Now we got to watch Netflix again. Yeah. You know, there's no football games on. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. Do, do you think we would outdraw Columbia Lehigh? Yes. Absolutely. Right, and, and that's on ESPN Plus. I mean, I, I think that you know there's space there. It's just, I uh, you know, it's a, it's another huge cost, even even though it is only ESPN Plus, ESPN three. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I think it's ready for that. I think it's it's time to go that direction because what I mean, think about where we started. You and I, ten hours sitting on a red couch <laughs> for ten hours. <laughs> we sat there so long, your pants ripped. <laughs> I gained so much weight sitting there that I literally ripped Actually, my pants. Actually, you didn't gain any weight because they didn't give us any food. We yeah, starved right. for 10 yeah. hours, remember? <laughs> just And it's funny because we could watch everyone else eat, right? <laughs> the entire staff is just like yes. walking around with They're all plates. Pizza, just... Yeah, pl yeah, just plates and plates of pizza watching us. Like literally yeah. 15 feet away while I'm just sitting there. You could hear my stomach growling through the microphone. Yeah, but that was fun. Sipping an ice cold Coke. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got... You guys are good. <laughs> yeah. You guys want anything? <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah. Uh, cruel and unusual. Cruel yeah. and unusual punishment. That was um, fun. Yeah, it has come so long. You know, and this is another huge step. Like you're talking about when you know that meeting and finding out the number of cameras that we're doing, the, you know, how it's gonna be. You're losing me though. That's gotta be pretty upsetting. Well, no, no, well, kind of. I mean, you're going to be you're going to be behind the scenes doing your and, doing and your crowd, crowd hype stuff. But what I would like to do though is make sure that, and we talked about this. I think you were gone at the very end of the uh, at the very end of the call um, because we do want to bring you on on for the broadcast because I think it'd be I think it'd be good to check in with you at least at the end of each round just to kind of get your opinions and your flair on what type of trends you've seen. Because yeah. I think I think you know it's that's something I've noticed. Like when you're in it, when you're hosting it, um, and, and we're just you know pick to pick to pick to pick. It's hard for me to get like a thirty thousand foot view of it. 
Sure. So I think I think it'd be really interesting to bring you on because you're going to be able to see some trends. You're going to be able to see some patterns, maybe that some of us who are just in it, right? I mean, we're, I mean, because it goes fast. I mean, there's only two minutes in between each pick. Yeah. In the uh, in the first five rounds, and that's going to go fast. So I think it'd be kind of good, you know, to get you in at least after each round, just to kind of get your. Sure. Your, I mean, how about the trades already? Some some crazy trades. I know. Trading of draft picks and all this stuff going on. It's already kind of creating some little rivalries, I guess, when you look at some of the yeah. trades and what people are giving up and is this person worth it and seeing some of the posts and it's like, why would you keep someone that doesn't want to be on the team anyway, which is, you know, already some chatter and, you know, it's getting a little chippy because yeah. of stuff. I mean, that's, that's fun. Is, is, is it getting chippy? Not terribly, but there've been some comments, you know, not okay. terribly. And, and, you know, some of that stuff might be in fun, right? You don't really know. Cause you know, yeah. just seeing something in text form doesn't give you context. So, you know, it might just be a little fun jab that someone's laughing about on the side with their friends. But like, you know, right, it's yeah. there, there's a little, it's a little, you know, people are getting a little fired up, which is great because we didn't, yeah. you know, each year, I think the players have become more and more and more invested. And I think the more regionalized it becomes, the bigger that will be as far as that player investment, because players, you know, will start sure. playing for their regions, for their states, you know, in a different sort of way than they are just, you know. It, it it's it's getting better and better and better it's fun yeah no i I just can't wait and and again for those of you who just kind of casually follow or you know what maybe maybe even some of the players out there don't know i love the way that they did um kind of formatted everything this year so the captain there are 16 cities or 16 i should say teams from 16 regions slash cities across right. the country so 16 players on the team uh the captain and and five players will stay. So the captain got to choose what what five players um, he or she wanted to keep. So that leaves ten remaining players. So that makes the draft just a nice, clean ten round draft, which I love. We'll broadcast the first five rounds live on the uh, ACL Digital Network again. Hopefully, one of these days we'll be on a streaming platform um, on ESPN or something like that. ESPN three, ESPN plus. Um, but but I love that format, and and then I love the way that they d determined uh, the draft order. You know, in the NFL, I like how they do it, reverse order of how you finished. Um, right. The the ACL teams draft will be like that, but not in the first round. So the first round, they're going to take basically they take the top six keepers of each team, and they've gone through to see of those six who are kept, who had the best rankings from last year and who had the worst rankings. So it's going to go in reverse order of the remaining six players. So like I was just, I was actually just looking at it this morning. So it's, it's uh, what Virginia, yeah. right? Yeah. The Virginia yep. cutter. So of the remaining six players, even though it's all really good players, the, the cumulative ranking of those six players was less than any of the others. So the Virginia cutters will get the first pick. And then on the flip side, the Florida freeze had the highest ranking of the remaining six players. So they'll pick last in that first round. And then, and then it's, and then it'll be a, and then after that first round, It'll be based on on the way they yeah. finished, yeah. Reverse order how they finished, but I, I don't know. I just think it's creative. I think it's fun. I love it. I yeah, I, I mean, think it's, I think about a fair ways you can do it, right? Yeah, and I love the way how uh, the ACL tries to stay. I mean, people <laughs> they take a lot of heat for being you know rigid about certain things, but they're always if there's a better idea and there's a better way to do it, it'll be done that way, right? Yeah. I mean. Especially, you know, we, we realize how young we are as a sport, how, you know, especially with teams, this is its third year. If there's a better way to do the draft, let's do it that way. If there's a better way to organize things, let's do it that way. So it's, 
I love the elasticity of, yeah, me the, too. of the folks in the HQ with their ability to, yeah, you're right. That's a better way to do it. Let's do it that way. Yeah. If you the know? consensus says, hey, let's do it this way, let's do it. Yeah. That's a, that, that's a, that's, you'd be surprised. I think the people at home would be surprised how, how very little that happens in, in the world. Right. Like well, go to your baseball. own. Go, how many years did it take baseball to finally change? Right? I talked about it in last week's show. They finally changed. And now all the ratings are up. Social media is up. Ratings are up. Attendance is up. Well, yeah. I mean, as of July with their attendance being up, whatever I said last week, seven or 9%, it equated to 4 million more fans being in the ballpark. Yeah, because they finally made a change. So again, if you have a groundswell of support and a consensus, change it if it's for the yeah. better of the sport. And, and the fact that we are not too stubborn, um, you know, exactly to make changes is good. And we always have to we always have to keep that. I always have to keep that attitude, in my opinion. I, no, I'm I'm with you. And you know, a lot of like go to your own business where wherever you go to work. There's someone in there that came up with the idea in the first place. And a lot of times, they're not willing to budge. They're not willing to move. Like, hey, I did this. This yeah. is how I did it, and this is how it's going to stay. Well, the world changes. And if you're not changing with the world a little bit, you're going to get left behind. So I think it's uh, kudos, really, to those guys and, and, and really understanding and girls understanding what's going on and how yeah, to kind of sure. switch things around. For sure. Um, but it, it, So we, we kind of touched on it, but, man, huge props to, uh, to um, Corey and, well, I mean, I, again, I hate to mention names. There are so many people behind the scenes who are putting yep. this TV production on. Yep. Um, there's going to be what, eight cameras. Uh, yep. we're going to have an anchor desk with four of us at the anchor desk. You're going to be hyping the crowd. We're going to have Mish at the desk with us. And then she'll also be doing some interviews. Uh, we'll have all kinds of graphics. We'll have the best remaining. Like we've always had. We'll have the mock draft. <laughs> we'll have Stacy obviously making the announcements and making the picks. Uh, and then the war room now is going to be even better. So you have 16 tables all in a circle. And mm -hmm. each table is going to have basically a jersey hanging from it. And they're going to have cameras in the middle. So, you know, if Tanner's, you know, just mulling over a decision for for Vegas, Vegas, we'll be actually be able to go to his table and show his table and show them on the phone or on the computer. I mean, it's going to be it's it's uh, again, it, it's really getting to that level now where it's really almost going to be like a little made for TV streaming thing that I've uh, 100%. I think would be, would be great to have on. So I'm, I'm really I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Speaking of TV production, before we move on. Did you see something? Because you, you texted me. That was another thing you texted me during the week. Something about TV production. I touched Trying. on this last week. While, while you remember, I touched on this last week. Um, and again, this this is this is a big shout out to Curtis and to Daniel and to David and Ryan and all the people that we work with at Tupelo. Um, I, I have I have gotten numerous comments about some college football production and how it does not look nearly as good as the product that we put on throughout our entire season at our nationals, our shootouts, even in California. Mm -hmm. So that that's big, big kudos where it to came from. Involved. It's, it, you know, it came from watching the Ryder cup, watching college football, like the Ryder cup, one of the biggest sports events in the world. I don't care if you don't like golf, it, it is. And because it was in Europe, we were getting the sky sports feed, which is, you know, a, a, like an ESPN in Europe. Yeah. Yep. It's awful. It's awful. It was bad. <laughs> it was just awful as far as like following the ball. Where did it end up? What's going, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, it's not, it wasn't even in the same universe as how it's done here in the States. And, you know, maybe, you know, I'm sure if it would have been a soccer match, it would have been a lot different, but it just wasn't up to par. And then watching some of the smaller uh, college games, as far as not, you know, not your big CBS 330 game, right? It was, it's, I think we should feel pretty good about what we put out there. 
you know, we, we we've all got hiccups, you know, we're, no one's perfect, but it's, it's up there, you know, watching some of the mistakes. I mean, what, what, knowing what I know now, some of the mistakes that seem fairly basic that, that I, that I watched, I was like, wow, I guess we do put on a pretty good show. And that's, and that's really where so. that stemmed from, you know, I mean, it's just, just, so way to go, Tupelo Raycom. Way to go, guys. Because, I mean, I, I watched some people drop the ball all over the place last weekend. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of TV, any feedback on that CBS standalone broadcast that we had? I haven't heard yet. I haven't heard yet. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll yeah, have to ask this weekend. I'm sure I'm sure they'll have some look good. I thought it looked good. I thought it, I thought it sounded great. I mean, that's, yep. that's all we can do on the TV side is, is make it look good, you know, make it look professional and sound professional. Yep. Um, that, I mean, that's going to be a huge um, point of emphasis, obviously, moving forward, just to be able to compete with all the big boys. But I, I, I thought it looked, uh, I thought it looked and sounded pretty good. Even, even though I did have to voice some of that, like we talked about, I had to voice some of those lines literally from this microphone, because CBS needed some things changed after the broadcast to tweak it for time reasons. I literally had yeah. to voice some of that stuff. I thought it, I thought it looked good. So I was just wondering if you heard anything about it. I, I haven't. You yet. know, you know I how haven't. you know you know how this business goes. You don't hear anything. Unless you screw up, right? <laughs> that's, the that's the way I would look at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I would look at it. If you haven't heard anything, they're happy with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the moment you say the wrong word, or the mo- yeah, then you're going to find out about it. So Exactly, I, I, yeah. Yeah. All right, so Teams Draft coming up this weekend from Rock Hill. Super excited. Make sure you join us for all the coverage. Uh, we got a huge weekend. Um, really looking forward to the skills competition, like you said, kind of the combine yeah. that – that um, from what I understand was, was Kat Halbert's kind of, kind of her vision, kind of her dream to, to try and put that together. Um, so that, that, that's going to be really cool, especially for people like me to be able to see a lot of these rookies, a lot of the younger players for the first time. Um, looking forward to that. So, all right, we got to keep moving on. You ready for, uh, you ready for our first power rankings of 23, 24? I guess so. I guess we have to do this, don't we? Yeah, we'll throw it out there. I'm ready. Yeah, tough to do because we haven't seen anybody. But again, it's only been what a month, month and a half, so mm-hmm. uh, two months at the most. So, I think I think uh, I, I've got a little. I got a few little surprises in mind. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first if you want. All right, let's do it. Do Power that. rankings, twenty three, twenty four. I mean, look, I cheated. I looked at a lot of you know where did everybody finish last season. Who do I think? Are there people that can take that big jump? And, I, you know, it's just so hard. And I don't think people outside the sport or, you know, maybe not the, you know, maybe kind of they play Tuesday nights at whatever bar they go to, but they don't really follow it. It's one thing to go from 80th to the top 30, and that's a huge jump. It is a monumental jump to go from top 20 to top 10. Mm-hmm. And it is it is a whole different you know, elevation of your game. But number 10, I'm sticking. He finished 10th last year. I'm going to stick with him. I think he's got a little bit more to prove. I got Joe Neistat as my number 10. Number nine, didn't finish in the top 10 last year. Started out really well. I still think he is that kid. I've got Jake Gore as my number nine. Jumping on my bandwagon with me. Yeah, I I think he's going (laughs) to find a way to get back in there. Number eight, you know I always have an interesting number eight. Rookie class. I'm throwing the whole rookie class out there. I'm interested to see if anyone from that rookie class, whether it be a Ryan Trader, a Sammy Soto, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting names. It's always bad to say names because there's eight right now on the top of my head that I'm thinking about. But will anyone, you know, and I don't even think they'll make the top 10, but will one of those guys make the top 20? Curious. 
Mm-hmm. All right, number uh, number seven, Justin Burton Jr. Wait a second. So who are you putting number eight? I'm not. I've just got the rookie class. Oh, number so you're eight. Just saying a rookie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just keeping an eye on the rookie okay. class. So I'm kind of cheating a little bit on number eight. Okay, got it. No, number seven, and I'm not sure because he started out so well last year, but I'm not. I I just don't know. But I've got him at seven. Justin Burton Jr. Talents there. Amazing mm-hmm. player. Obviously, first half of the year better than the last half. I, I, you know, I'm I'm interested to see if he can kind of keep that form. Yeah. Number six should Caleb, be a top ten player. Yeah, should be Caleb Batson at number six for me. I, you know, I should be right. It, it's gonna hard to continue with that level of play, but should be number five. Devin Harbaugh. Last year, he was my number one player leading off the power rankings, but I've got him at five. I, you know, until he finds a way to win a national, yeah, I, I just have questions. Gotta but finish. you know, the, can't can't question the talent. But he's got to be able to finish off one of these huge events. Yeah. Number four, Fisher Hamilton, the big fish. I think he's really starting to make a name for himself as a player. Would not be surprised to see him win a nas- at least one national in singles, one in doubles. Would not shock me at all if he wins multiple. And mm-hmm. then he jumps up in my rankings. Number three, Tony Smith. The top three literally could have thrown him into a hat, drawn one of them, would have been fine, right? I I think he'd have been fine either way. I got Tony Smith three, Jamie Graham number two. Wow, okay. I I wasn't sure you'd have him that high. Oh, I think he's back. I think he had had some real issues to deal with as far as confidence to start out the season then off the board stuff. I think he's back. I think he's, you know, rediscovered that he is Jamie Graham, that he is that player. Uh, you know, a little bit of a bag change is, you know, it is a bag change, but I, I think he's going to be fine with what he's throwing. He's, he's had success with, you know, with all cornhole in the past. And then you jump to number one, Mark Richards. The reason I have Mark starting out that way, Mark is a player that's, you know, bringing on extra stuff to his game. Ruthlessly efficient, man. He's just ruthlessly efficient. He's like a Terminator. He's just going to keep coming. He doesn't wow you necessarily with any big shots, but ruthlessly efficient. So I've got Mark Richards, number one in my preseason top 10. He's like John Wick. He's just a <laughs> he's just silent gonna keep, assassin. He's just going to keep coming. <laughs> he's just going to, you know, he's so, just, bags are going to end up in the hole. Yeah. So did I not hear Alex Rawls in your list? You did not. Wow. Okay. Sometimes I think that that's, I mean, you know what, you know what we should do next week? Well, and, and it's funny I'm because it I'm not going to give it away. And, and it's yeah. funny. The, the only reason I did it because I had him at 11 and the only reason I didn't have him at number two, because he's been number two the last two seasons. But you know, the stat that you brought up and he's kind of an anomaly with the amount of bags that he has on the, bags on the board. On. Very and, high person, the, the highest of all the top and he, and he, players. He, it is. And I just, I'm curious to see how sustainable it is. Now, that being said, I like the fact that you brought up Alex because I was going to talk about him as well. It would not surprise me if Alex ends up number one. Wouldn't shock me. It's not like yeah, I've got was, him. He was almost there two, two years ago. Yeah. I mean, basically, it, was, it came down to he and Mark Richards in Chicago. It, yeah. if, if Alex would have won, he would have been number one after Chicago. It would not, it's not like I've got him down at 50, right? I've got him right there at 11. I just think the bags on the board with the, the, the amount of talent that's out there, it's going to cause him trouble in a few events. And will those events take his ranking down? 
I think he was able to get away with it last year. I'm not sure he can this year. But like I said, would not surprise me if he finishes one. Right. So it's it's not, you know, it's not like I've, I'm not thinking about him. So there you go. I'm, I'm just giddy because you like my bags on stat. I, I do. I, I think that stat matters. All right. You ready? Yep. Um, all right. I got to get to mine quickly here. So, uh, you know, ours, yep. ours are pretty much the same, but my, my top, my top two, I, I'm going to, I'm going to blow everyone's minds uh, with this. And I'm just going to put myself out there and you know what, if, it, if it's a huge miss, we'll probably even know after next weekend and I'll, and I'll, I'll eat it next week. Number 10, I'm going Trey Birchfield. Uh, I, I, th- I think, I think it was, I, I hate that. Um, I hate that he left lucky. Um, you know, that, that's a big loss, obviously, for Mike Hennessy and, and for the Lucky brand. However, I think it was necessary. You know, it, it's good. I mean, as you well know, Bernie, every once in a while, you kind of got to change who you are mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, maybe maybe make something different happen. Whatever was going on with Trey, and, I, and by the way, I'm not saying it was the bags because Lucky bags are great, obviously. But mm-hmm. if you feel like you need to make a change sometimes, um, I, I guess you got to do it. Obviously, Trey felt like he needed to make a change. And, and if that causes him to be able to refocus and rededicate himself to the sport. Uh, I think that may just be the impetus that he needs to get back there. However, that being said, I totally agree with what you said. To go from you know top twenty-five, top thirty to top ten is hard enough. To go from where he's at, which is what I mean, barely in the top hundred, maybe in I mean whatever 80s. he's been at, yep. to go all the way back in the top ten. I get it; it's going to be a huge step. But he is a former world champion, so I'm going Trey Birchfield number ten, number nine, uh, Gavin Cano. I was so uh, so impressed with Gavin last year. The only thing with Gavin's game, as everyone knows, I think it's just a little bit too much of the block game. I, I think if he can score a little bit more, get a, get get a few more bags in, I think Gavin's going to be right there. Mm-hmm. So Gavin Cano, number nine. Devin Harbaugh, number eight. I agree with you. He's got to finish. Number seven, Fisher Hamilton. Number six, Justin Burton Jr. My top five, uh, Caleb Batson, number five. I do have Alex Rawls at number four. Jamie Graham, number three. Tony Smith, number two. And of course, Mark Richards at number one. You know what? Thinking about it, I mean, the rookie class thing was just kind of funny, right? I don't, I don't think a rookie's going to finish top ten. You could I'll be throw, right, though. I, I could be, but I'm going to throw Alex. And you know, the more I think about it, it's funny. I've gone back and forth on that since we talked about it. And by the way, full disclosure, we decided not too long ago to throw this one into this episode. So I went back and forth yeah. with it. I'm, I'm throwing Alex at number eight instead of the rookie class. I'm going to, I'm going to fit him back in there. Cause you're right. right. He's, he's too good a player not to have him in there. Well, yeah, we decided uh, last minute to do this cause we thought it'd be fun. Let's just throw it out there. And then, um, and then we'll see how we did. Uh, well, the more week. we talked, yeah, the, yeah, the <laughs> more we talked about it, like I liked the bag uh, bags on the board stat that you had. And I started sifting through that in my head and I was like, you know, that's going to cost him blah, blah, blah. But the more I think yeah. about it, he's just too good. So he's my number eight. Sorry. No, I like it. All right. Uh, just a few minutes. We got to get to on off and in quickly. So on, off, and in. Did you in. finish? Did you finish? I don't think you finished, did you? Yeah, I said Mark Richards, number one. Okay, okay, I got you. All yeah, right. I mean, I, I basically, I mean, my, my two wild cards were Trey and and Gavin, and Gavin although Gavin, yeah. not much of a... I did have yeah. an honorable mention I wanted to, to get out there real quick. Sure. Logan Chamberlain could be huge. Kyle yeah. Malone, obviously. Jake Moore, I'm with you. You know I had Jake in my top Dude, 10 most of the Dude, 11 through so. 20. 11 through 20 could be top 10. Yeah. Yep. Right? So, yeah. Totally agree. All right, on, off, and in. You ready? Yes, sir. On the board, off the board, and in the hole. You want to start with your on? Yeah, my on the board. We've already discussed it. On the board, uh, we will not win in Europe in the Ryder Cup until and, until it matters to our players. You know, I mean, and they uh, say it matters. You've mentioned that with, you, you mentioned that and with they, teams in Cornwall. And they, 
and they bust into tears and all that. Well, if it mattered that much, you would have played tournaments leading up to it, right? You would have you would have taken away from you know it's only once every two years. You know you would have taken time to prepare for it. It matters more to the Europeans. So in, until it matters the same, we won't win on European soil. That's my on the board. All right, my on the board quickly. Um, and, and I think I think you kind of agree on this. I'm trying to remember on our past conversations, but I'm not so sure team chemistry is is truly a thing in cornhole. It's nice to have. It's great to play with someone you like. I'm not sure if that's the formula for success. I still think get the best player, right? Get the best best player available. For for example, right? And I know this may be a stupid example. We're at Shamar's house, right? I'm playing in my first ever blind draw. And and you know what? I, I get Tanner Halbert. If if he's available and, and I'm not a very good player, I want to take the best available player. Tanner and I ended up winning because Tanner's the best player. You know, it's not because Tanner and I are great friends, even though we are, but it's but it had nothing to do with our chemistry. He's just a great player. So in my mind, I still think, and we'll find out this year because there's a lot of examples both ways. I still think I'm not sure it's great to have team chemistry, and I love that. But at the end of the day, I, I think get the best player, be the best team that you can is gonna is gonna reign supreme. But we'll see. All right, off the board. What's your off, off the board, board this week? Barbie movie. It's actually really good. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard that. And the director, Greta Gerwig, is amazing. And, and there's a lot of subtext that she throws into that movie that maybe, you know, the girls dressed in pink don't really get. You know, there's some homages to Stanley Kubrick that she's thrown in there. It's it's actually a really well done movie. So I was wrong. All right. Fuck. I love that. Uh, my <laughs> off the board, my off the board, living in Charleston, South Carolina. It's absolute financial suicide. Everything <laughs> is so freaking expensive here. We went to Minnesota this weekend, right? To visit my parents, like I talked about. We went yeah. out for breakfast. I got the Paul Bunyan breakfast. It's the most <laughs> items you can possibly uh, order. You, you basically get two of everything in the kitchen. It was $7.95. Uh. Coffee yeah. was an extra. It was an extra ninety-five cents. I mean, my parents and Kathy and I all ate for thirty-six dollars with tax. I mean, and and and, and again, I had you know, I had this big Paul Bunyan breakfast. Uh, I think I think Kathy had it too. I mean, we ate like kings mm. uh, for cheap. So yeah, a, a bad move <laughs> living in Charleston. You know what? Live someplace where you can afford and just take a vacation here. Don't live here because breakfast is not seven ninety-five in Charleston. All right, what's your in the hole? In the hole is how pumped up, I knew everybody would be because of some of the changes in the 2023-2024 season, how pumped up the players. And I, I, you can feel it. It's palpable. And we'll feel it this weekend when we're there. Everyone's super excited to get this season off. It feels a little different. It has a different vibe to it. The way teams has changed everything. People are pumped up. I'm in the hole on that one. Yeah, and, and I loved what you said, too, about, um, and you've been talking about it with the Ryder Cup. What is the buy-in going to be like this year with the players? Because mm -hmm. the more buy-in that we get, obviously the greater the soul event is going to be. And if this is the future of the sport, it's, it, it really could be huge. So that, yep. that'll be, that'll be big. All right. My, uh, in the hole, uh, and you know what, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but doing, doing my top 10, uh, my power rankings, I, I'm going to give myself in the hole for Jamie Graham last year. I think wasn't I one of the few who continued to have him? I mean, I was dropping him, and at one point I do remember him having him outside my top ten. But I think I was kind of always in on Jamie, and I know people make fun of me, and Trey makes fun of me because he thinks I have a man crush on Jamie Graham, and I might a little bit. But but I love watching Jamie play. To me, he is the definition of a of a professional cornhole player. We've talked about this before. There are certain players that I just like to follow. 
Justin Burton Jr. has become one of those. I just like to watch him play. Mm-hmm. Noah Wooten, I love watching him play. Matt Sorrells, just because he's one of my OG in this sport, I'm going to enjoy watching him play next year. And Jamie Graham is a guy who I follow. He's a guy that I look up to as far as the game goes, and I and I don't want to miss when he plays. So I right. feel like I was kind of in the hole on him last year, and, I, and I'm and i bullish on him again this season. But maybe no, I was I, wrong. I don't know. I, no, I, I think you were always – I mean, I think, uh, I think all of us were not – off of him as a player i think we were off of him because you could tell like you know his shoulder wasn't right you know there, there was just some things going on he wasn't 100 sure. but once he's 100 percent, i don't think any, yeah i right on he's he's always going to be one of the best on the planet yeah concerned you guys were concerned i just yeah. always felt like last year and i think that's why i had him in my top 10 so much i just always felt like at some point he was going to make that turn and mm-hmm. uh, and obviously he finally did so all right 30 seconds left 30 um, seconds. Hey, you know, we're not struggling to get off. Of course, we're getting ready to now, now that I start talking. It's kind of nice, right? I know. what. That's because we finally started about 20 minutes ago doing our top 10 <laughs> and, our, and off and in because it always goes so long. All right, dude. Hey, I cannot wait for this weekend. Seriously, so excited. Uh, looking forward to all the production and, um, and hope everybody tunes in this weekend uh, to watch the draft. It'll be great. It's going to be a blast, man. I can't wait to see everybody. It's going to be a ton of fun. Get ready. Get ready, rookies. Get ready. Yes. Big weekend for them. Yep. All right, dude. I will see you this weekend. All right, brother. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks. Bye. See ya.